0: welcome to meraki mentors a podcast featuring women who create we interview creatives from every field and around the globe to discuss art risk-taking and what it means to live a creative life here's your host candace house
1: welcome back to meraki mentors this is your host candace house and we are here today with the one and only Joanna Popper from Hewlett Packard. And we are so excited and truly honored to speak with Joanna today about technology and the intersection between computing and creativity and just how to craft a creative and fulfilling career. So first and foremost, thank you so much for being with us, Joanna. And I'm gonna give you the floor for a moment to um, introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: I am Joanna Popper. I am the Global Head of Virtual Reality for Location-Based Entertainment for HP. I've been in that role... A little over a year at this point. It's a really exciting role uh, that I'm, you know, kind of on the on the intersection of all the amazing things that are happening in the world of virtual reality and entertainment and technology and creativity and innovation. So very excited about what I get what I get to do every day. Uh, prior to that, I was at NBC Universal for quite a long time. I led marketing. Um, consumer marketing for one of the brands there. And then I was at Singularity University Leading Media and Marketing. Um, And I'm excited to be in a field that takes my love of content and storytelling and innovation and and brings it all together.
1: Absolutely. That's just fantastic. And it's so great to... um see someone who is working in technology, something that you know we're all accustomed to, but just really seeing how it's intersecting with different artistic fields and um, merging with that storytelling element. Um, it's just truly fantastic. So we're really, really excited to talk to you about that today. Just as a little background, I met Joanna on Twitter, as most of us do, um, and you recently created a list of different women in VR and AR computing, creative fields technology, um, just to kind of share as sort of a networking device. So I would love to start the discussion by just kind of telling us what prompted you to do that. Sure. So you know, there's lots of there's lots of groups
0: that have done some great work around focusing on bringing more women into this field or providing more funding for women in these fields such as women in XR there's a couple of uh, great Facebook pages you know women in VR AR Facebook page with over ten thousand members. There's another Facebook page. I think it's called ARVR Women and Allies, which I think is maybe about five thousand members or so. So there's 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 a number of different groups that are doing really great work around representation in VR and AR, um, as well as there's a lot of different companies that are have have made this some level of focus. Um, the reason that I thought it was important to do a Twitter list specifically is that a lot of I think there's, there's Twitter is a is a very public conversation, whereas, um, you know, Facebook, t- t- in a lot of ways, is is more for friends and, and and plus groups, and LinkedIn is is professional, but it's not as it's 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 public in some ways, but but not in others. And I've noticed that um, when when lots of groups are, you know, looking for influential voices on topics or creating lists of you know who are you know some of the leading voices to to hear from, they tend to look towards Twitter and those groups tend to be very, very male. So I thought it was important one um, to to elevate and highlight the enormous number of amazing women doing great work in this field in a forum that is, is much more, is, is much more public. And so I started the list with, I think I, I did it one Sunday morning and I put a hundred women on Twitter in, in, in the list in about an hour. So it's really fast and easy and then tweeted out this list. And then now it's probably five or six weeks later. And it has, I think almost 450 women who are now um, on the list of women in, VR and AR, and then, you know, over 300 something subscribers. Um, And so it's, you know, it's, I think it's great for visibility and for elevating the important work women are doing. It's great for people to connect with exciting creators and interesting executives and great engineers and great designers. And Mm -hmm. I think, and it's all, you know, it's for when people are looking for their next collaborator, looking for something to invest in, looking for somebody to hire, looking for, you know, really, really anything across the gamut, you know, looking for a speaker, um, looking for a, a cool piece of content to bring to an event or a festival. I think that, you know, that that's my that's my hope that people are able to use to use the list to, to identify amazing people, who, you know, to, to, for any of those, as well as to keep a pulse on, you know, what are women in, in this important and emerging field? talking about what are they saying what are they focused on and where where is that conversation you know in terms of creativity in terms of business and in terms of you know building this important wave of computing and you know where where is it going and what are what are we talking about
1: definitely and that's such a great point that you make uh, because technology and computing just in general we have the impression that it's still male focused and it's very easy to get discouraged or just, you know, feel that it's not easy to kind of make your way and find your space within the industry. So it's such a um, fantastic um, idea for you as well as all the women that you mentioned to kind of create that representation. When it comes to social media, when it comes to networking, what role do you think a place like Twitter or any other platform can have for someone who's trying to make those connections?
0: Well, I would say, you know, each individual's use of social media is very much their their choice. Um, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules. And I think some people, for some people, that's a very comfortable medium, and for other people, that doesn't that doesn't express them that it's not a medium that they feel that they feel connected with or they feel that expresses themselves well um and that can be true about social media in general and that can be true about you know a specific platform and they may feel more comfortable or less comfortable on a certain platform you know i i, I explained why i thought uh, twitter was an important platform specifically for this list i'm you know incredibly active on linkedin um i'm Active on Instagram, and then Facebook, I I mostly for for I mostly reserved for for friends, and then I'm you know part of a bunch of groups um, that i that I interacted with there. But I think so I, 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 so I don't think that um, you know, everyone has to treat all these different platforms the same way. I think people you know need to do what's comfortable for them, and some people would rather just focus on the work and not worry as much about you know their online presence. Um, and that's a completely valid a valid viewpoint, I would say. I think that uh, from, I found that for me, some using some of these platforms has a, allowed me to connect with really interesting people, learn a lot about what are some of the really interesting things that are happening, and you know, helps me shape um, my knowledge around news, around some technology, or, um, and in, even in some cases, deepen and broaden some important relationships that have helped me in my career.
1: That's awesome. And just for the sake of clarity, for anyone who might not totally be aware of what AR, VR, interactive computing might be and how creativity plays a role, how would you describe it and what excites you about that field? Well, I would, I would say that
0: VRAR and immersive computing is the next platform in computing. So if we go way back and you think about you know, the movie Hidden Figures and you know, that was you know, the dawn dawn of computing, and then moving on from there to you know, personal wave era, and then you know we're, we're clearly in the mobile the mobile era right now. As you know, you see the, the numbers of hours we all stare at, stare at our mobile our phones, right? Um, and you know, I think that many of the leading technologists believe that the next wave of computing will be. Immersive computing, VR, AR, spatial computing. There's lots of lots, lots of different uh, uh, lots of different terminology that's being used for it still. And so what that means is that there will be a day in the not too distant future where we won't be staring at our phones all the time, most likely, but we'll have some sort of smart glasses or some sort of headset that does everything our phone does for us. Plus much, much more, you know, all of the things that that additional layer of interactivity and immersion will allow for. Um, so even if you think, you know, and so we're in the early stage around the hardware, the early stage around the content creation, the early stage around, the consumer adoption, you know, you know, we've certainly even even the early stage around enterprise adoption. And so, you know, lots, lots more to come. But I think it's a really, really exciting time to be in this industry. You know, the industry has been around since the 50s, 60s. um, But in terms of having a mass market, a, a product that is available at a mass market price or loosely a mass market price, I think that we're still in the toddler stage for that. That's only
1: been about about three years. So two, three years. So it's a really, really exciting time. Super exciting. Um, I can already tell just just by listening. Um, as you know, head of VR, what kind of projects do you all do? What kind of companies do you work with? What's the typical day if there is one? Well, it's hard to say
0: what's a typical day um, for most people. There's no, there's no typical day. Um, but I, I personally focus. So, so HP overall, you know, we've we've been around 80 years. Um, the company was formed in a garage in Palo Alto. Uh, 80 years ago, by you know Mr. Hewlett, Mr. Packard, and the first customer was Walt Disney, working on Fantasia. So mm. an amazing company, amazing legacy. One of the first companies of Sil- Silicon Valley that we know of, uh, know today. One of the first companies created in a garage, and long so long, long, long legacy in computing, long, long legacy in media and entertainment. Um, so our focus around VR is around c- commercial VR. So VR for enterprise. And there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, one of them being that that, that's where a lot of the, there's a lot lot of growth in that area right now. And another being that that's where some of our, some of our our strengths lie. And so within that, we have five industries that we focus on. And one is location-based entertainment. And that's the one that I focus on. So a lot of my time is spent working with location-based entertainment operators, such as spaces and nomadic and two bit circus and zero latency and Dave and busters and you know many many more and then another portion of the time is spent working with content creators um and and there's a lot you know lots and lots and lots of great great content creators that we work with and so um so, so I you know basically spend a lot of time at film festivals, a lot of time at tech conferences, a lot of time meeting with some of the leading content creators and leading operators, a lot of time going around the world and going to some of the most exciting and most interesting uh, locations where virtual reality is is being showcased. So it's 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 really, really fun. Um, you know, a couple of the projects we just worked on, we worked closely with um, Walmart. Spacialand, DreamWorks, NBC Universal, and Intel to to help with a how to Train Your Dragons 3 virtual tour taking place at Walmart parking lots around America. Um, so great group of companies to be able to work with and HP and Intel were powering the technology that, that runs runs the VR portion of the tour as well as some, some gaming elements and other elements in the tour. So um, it launched in Los Angeles in mid-Feb and is running um, as of now through mid I guess sort of mid-April and the tour will so starts in LA goes throughout the US and ends up in Bentonville which is of course Walmart's headquarters and so if you have the opportunity to go it's a really really cool experience you can you can play some some computer games on HP computers and then line up for the Dragons VR experience um and so you you encounter some live actors, and then you sit down in positron chairs. that's another company involved of course um, and you know and then see a really really cool virtual reality experience that was created by spatial land so you're sitting in a positron chair you're wearing an HP a Windows Mixed reality headset the the chair the the computer is powered by one of the HP uh, VR backpacks, and you just you know, your people are transported to the world of, of dragons. So it's really really fun. And then when you, then when you're when you are finished with the VR, virtual reality experience, you exit through the gift shop, and you have the ability to to uh, you know connect with and take home lots of fun How to Train Your Dragons three. Um, materials, which, you know, materials and, and, you know, goodies, goodies, I guess that's the way to say it. So it's a really, really cool experience. And so we were, we were really happy to be part of that and to uh, sponsor a lot of the technology that's there, um, or you know, most, mo- the majority of the technology that's there. So that was, that's a really cool experience that we did recently. And so, you know, of course I went, I went to go launch in Burbank in, in Los Angeles and very, very happy to be part of that. Um, Another project we worked on recently, we 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 were um, powering the technology for a cool company called Marshmallow Laser Feast, which is presenting their yeah. Oceans of Air experience at the Saatchi Gallery in London, which is a really really creative and interesting experience. So if you're in London, go check it out. And it's a, an award winning. Tribeca Film Festival VR content piece that they expanded into a much bigger and broader piece and are now showing at Saatchi. Um, And they're using HP VR backpacks and they're using HTC Vive Pro headsets. And you get to like, Become one with nature, interact with your friends and family, interact with a tree, breathe in and breathe out, and just like a really, really beautiful, deep, deep project. And so we were we were incredibly happy to be part of that, and that, that was a huge success. It was originally supposed to just run for one month, then got extended to two months, and now got extended all the way through uh, through May. So shows you that you know the the thirst and the interest in in projects like these. And there's so many more, you know, I mentioned Tupid Circus, Nomadic, Spaces, and they all, they're all opening different locations. So if you're in Orlando, if you're in LA, if you're in Irvine, if you're in San Jose, if you're in, uh, if you're in Tokyo, you know, there's, there's like, you know, so, so many of our great partners where you can go and experience some ama- amazing, amazing content You know, that's built on, on top of some of the, the great technology that we our our engineers have been building out.
1: Absolutely and I definitely want to just take a moment to say how um, not Um, only exciting but I just guess how engaging and diverse those different projects uh, are and um, um, I know it's just amazing being able to Um, not only travel but really get to see a lot of professionals um, just being innovative and using their imagination in so many different ways so um, really thankful for just kind of sharing some of those experiences with us. When it comes to women who might be interested in technology and computing, what is something that you would want them to know or information that you think would be important for them to have as they either make that leap or transition into this industry?
0: Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, well, I think the first step is to, you know, learn, learn about the, really like the same as any, any career that you might, that you might want to pursue, learn about the, learn about the experiences and, um, learn about the, learn about the industry. So whether that's, Um, going to some conferences or reading stuff online or studying in school or looking at the job you have now and seeing if there's ways to um, extend, you know, your role into giving you experience in this area. I think those are all, um, or, you know, finding people who work in the field and asking them for coffee dates or to do calls with you or, you know, short informational calls to, Learn more about the field. I think is important. I mean, like any like any industry, there are there's a, a, a wide variety of functional areas that are necessary. So, what you know, there's there's engineers and developers and designers and product managers and finance people and legal you know people with legal experience and marketing and I'm sure you know sales and business development. Um, so you know, no matter this and and you know an artist so it's really all across the board that there's ways to work in vr and ar um you know bringing the skill set that one might have you know and, and writers i mean i could keep going right you know there's so many and narrative designers and game designers and um so, but i think you know first you know learning as much as you can again whether it's going to conferences meeting people who work in the field seeing as many experiences as you can going to festivals um, following people online and hearing what they're talking about reading you know learning learning you know some of the, the deeper technical aspects of the field you know, all of all of that will will help and I think the other thing that's important to note is that, you know this is still a fairly early career uh, uh, um, you know, it's a fairly early and emerging industry, right? So um, there, as you know, I said earlier, there's certainly people who've been working in the field for years and years and years. Um, but since it's, since it's still fairly nascent, it's, um, you know, there's lots of opportunities to, to come into the field and, and, and learn.
1: Opportunity definitely being the key word there for sure. Um, personally speaking, would you say that the transition you made into VR was something that happened organically or was it more of a conscious shift that you made? I would say it's a little bit of a combination of that. So
0: I think that I had a strong interest in learning more about the field and made a concerted effort to go to a a lot of festivals see a lot of content go to a lot of conferences and simultaneously reached out to um, reached out to people at i mean honestly like 30 different companies to learn about what they were doing and you know arrange coffee dates arranged calls with them and then with the idea that i thought i wanted to work in this field next and then along the way at some point, it became abundantly clear that I definitely wanted to work in the field. And then um, some, some startups asked me to start doing advisory work. Other other groups started asking me to speak on how one might use VR/AR for marketers or CMOs. And then um, I was also working on a television show at that point. And um, and then I was offered a offered a job um, the end of 2017. I was, I looked at, you know, I had been working in TV for a long time. I worked in technology. I was clear that I wanted to move back closer to the, Mm -hmm. to entertainment. Um, I I saw, at that point, I saw VR as perhaps Mm -hmm. the next layer of, you know, the the future of media. Um, And, you know, started, you know, looking at all of my inquiries as, you know, is this the right field for me? And, you know, which company might be the right company or what, what would be the best way to go about that? You know, of course, along the way I could have decided, no, this isn't for me. You know, I, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else entirely, but I, I got more and more and more enthusiastic about the field along, along, along those 30, 30 coffee dates. It was the 30 coffees, not, not coffee. Dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: and, what i love about what you just said is detailing the importance of you know taking that time like you said to get to know that industry and really see things up close and personal instead of from afar or assuming or guessing especially when you think about a case like your role where you're really merging a lot of um, industries and uh, activities that we would traditionally kind of segment and you're. Looking broadly at that picture and saying these are the different ways they can be kind of connected and adjacent in ways that we wouldn't expect. Um, so just being mindful of taking that time to explore those curiosities and seeing how you can bring your interests together is really beneficial.
0: It's a really amazing collaborative field. You know, there's there's very few people that you will run into that aren't. Incredibly, incredibly passionate about what they do. Who work in this field, right? You're not. You're not just like most people are not just you know still doing this job because they were doing it for the last 25 years, right? They're, it's mostly people who actively are pursuing this career. Um, there's, you know, there's uh, there's certainly other careers where you can probably make more money and, and are is eas- maybe easier to find a job and there's more monetization already that's already clear. So, but it, this is an industry with an amazing array of creatives and passionate people who come from you know everything from dance to immersive theater to gaming to visual effects to engineering to TV to film and you know I'm sure I'm miss, missing you know many 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 more um, and so you know all bringing their best skill sets and their their point of view of like what this next wave of computing is going to look like and you know, helping to create it together. So it's a, it's a really, I think, important and, and impactful and fun, fun, fun time to be in the industry.
1: Definitely, for sure. Um, one thing that I do want to kind of ask you based on things that you've shared, seeing how your career has shifted and taken different forms over time, I'm sure you're in a very different place than probably where you um, anticipated when you started out. Has your decision making been a testament of following your heart, so to speak? Or was there something specifically that you looked for every time you made that shift and that change between industries or roles or pursued a different interest? That's a good
0: question. So I believe that this is like a very personal question for each individual and you know you know, I so For me, you know, and I I mentioned a couple of the careers I had before. I actually started my career as a Wall Street banker. Um, Then I did an MBA. Then I was a McKinsey consultant, and then I had my first marketing job. And then I, you know, went into TV in in marketing, um, and then tech, and then VR. So um, what I look at, what what I, the the way I reflect on my career and the choices I've made along the way, is that I have. Looked at the job I'm doing, when it's when I start to feel like oh, I think it's time for me to move on, let's see what's next. I look at the job I'm doing and and try to evaluate, well, what's the twenty percent of the job that I enjoy the most, and how do I make that eighty percent in my next job? And so if you, if you, if you think that, you know, when I was a Wall Street banker, there were aspects that, that what I liked best about that was the strategy portion, and you know, not just doing a deal, but figuring out you know the strategic implications of why these two companies should merge. And I took that to become a strategy consultant, a management consultant at McKinsey. And then when I was at McKinsey, all the favorite projects that I worked on were in marketing. So I took that to marketing. And then when I... I, what I realized there was I loved marketing, but I wasn't super passionate about the product that I was marketing. And so I wanted to be marketing a product that I felt more passionate about. And so then I got a job at NBC Universal and Telemundo because I liked entertainment. Um, and then I really enjoyed that career. And that's the job that I've had the longest. And I was very driven by the changing world. Particularly around digital and how we interacted with content, and just, and how companies distributed content, and how we marketed our content, and you know how viewers engaged with content shifted so dramatically from um, during the time period that I was there. And so then I was I had the opportunity to work in Silicon Valley at a company that trained leaders around the future of technology. And so I thought, okay, that's going to be a great place to really understand this deeper and learn about this more uh, and then you know I kind of I just talked about my transition to VR so for me it's always looking at you know every job that I've been in you know has provided great learning and great you know um, and great growth and some skill sets I think that I've been able to bring forward and of course relationships that I've been able to bring forward and when I, I think when it's time to move on um, I will look at you know what What do I want to take with me from this experience? And so, as I said, what is that 20% that I want to make that 80% in the next role?
1: That is fantastic advice. I'm definitely going to take that uh, to heart myself. Um, All right. So, we have come into the home stretch and we are at our Meraki picks, one of my favorite segments of the show. So, we're going to start off with a fun question. And that is, what is a song or maybe even an artist that's been stuck in your head lately?
0: (laughs) I'm going to be so bad at these questions. Uh, uh, Well, I don't know what you're going to run this, but it was the Oscars two nights ago. So the amazing performance between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper has certainly seared into my mind.
1: Yes, that was hands down probably one of the best performances I've seen recently (laughs) so that is a fantastic choice um all right so number two is what is a the last book that you've read
0: oh I I have a good one um I just read Blake Harris's the history of the future about the founding of Oculus and uh Facebook which is a really 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 good good book so definitely recommend it and um, um and then I actually liked it so much that I went and I bought his uh, his his book he'd written prior about gaming. It's called the Console Wars, about uh, Sega and Nintendo. So those are the two books they're kind of they're kind of workbooks, but those are the two books I've read most recently. I've been re- reading those in the last week.
1: That sounds incredibly interesting. I'll definitely be sure to check those out. And everyone listening, make sure you add them to your reading list as well. Um, all right. So our third and final question is, what is kind of a quote or words of wisdom that you live by? <laughs> um,
0: oh, that's a good one. First thing that's coming to mind is... A friend of mine named Jennifer Grace um, has a quote that she, she's, she teaches these great classes in Miami and online. And one is about, you know, the level of stress. You know, it's about when in that moment when you're really stressed, cause you're late or you're stuck in traffic or you think you're going to miss something. And um, her advice in that moment is just to say to yourself, I have all the time in the world. And the reason for that is that, you know, being like working yourself into a whole stressful moment about being late doesn't usually change how late you are. Um, And it, you know, and what generally happens if you just keep, if you say that to yourself, you usually get there on time. (laughs) So um, for the second quote, what comes to mind is, If you can see it, you can be it. And I know a lot of different groups have said this. I know know, some of the groups that that live by that are the Gina Davis um, Media Studies Institute, Annenberg Study for Inclusion, Black Girls Code, and many, many other groups focus on that. And it's around having full representation of all of our voices, on screen, in film and TV, and digital, and all forms of media, in the highest level of politics, in the highest levels of business and industry, on um, you know as CEOs and corporate boards, um, you know, uh, in politics and you know, on a national level, as a state, at a state level, at a local level, and you know. Communicating the message that all of our voices matter, all of our representation, the representation of all of us matter, and that when you can see yourself reflected in those leaderships roles, those leadership roles, that each of us becomes that much more likely to believe that that's what we can achieve ourselves. And so, I think that's a quote that I always go back to, and I think it's important um, for all of us to have those examples. And then if we're lucky enough to become those examples to, you know, represent proudly and with a responsibility, um, to keep bringing people along with us.
1: That is truly fantastic advice. I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you for sharing those thoughts with us. Before we close out, Joanna, this has been a fantastic time. Where can we connect with you, follow you? Obviously, um, we'll want to see you on Twitter, um, but where else can we get in touch with you?
0: Sure. So I can be found on Twitter at Joanna Popper, J-O-A-N-N-A. P-O-P-P-E-R, um, so my Twitter and my Instagram are the same, Joanna Popper. And then LinkedIn, I can be found at Joanna Popper. I'm the only Joanna Popper, which is a lucky thing for me. So I can <laughs> Google me and find me on, any, on pretty much any platform. So th- thank you to my parents for giving me a, a name that so far is unique.
1: <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. I would have never thought about that just because they're kind of two simple names, but that's truly lucky for sure. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we say goodbye?
0: You know, I think, I think it's, I, th- I think, you know, the, the most important thing is, you know, f- pursuing your dreams, following your dreams, having confidence in yourself and, and knowing that there's really, there's no, there's no, there's, there's, there should be no field that's off off limits to any of us. And so if something if you can dream it, then you know you can go for it.
1: Definitely there are no dreams, roles, jobs, fields that should ever be off limits to any of us. As long as we can imagine something, it is definitely worth pursuing. And thank you so much just for helping to create spaces and platforms and just um, empowering conversations such as this one where women and young people can look up to you and see that there is a future for them in whatever career that they choose.
0: And there's so many, so many like women who came before me in these fields doing doing an amazing job, who have been role models, um, and you know, who are CEOs of their own companies, who are creating amazing content, who've started uh, funding opportunities, who have who are leading at the biggest festivals, who are creating amazing, amazing content and moving the industry forward. So there's so many amazing women that I and and men that I just feel, you know, happy to be working with and uh, a colleague of
1: absolutely well this is certainly only the beginning and we're so grateful for everything that you've done and for sharing all of your inspirations with us it has truly been a fantastic time here um, with joanna today i'm a Rocky mentor so again i extend my sincerest gratitudes to you for um, sharing your time with us today Excellent. Thank you so much for having
0: me. It was really fun to speak with you and I'm um, excited to keep up the conversation.
1: Thanks so much for spending your time with Meraki Mentors. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends on social media and your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meraki Mentors Podcast for exclusive information on how you could be a part of our next episode or blog post.
0: You've been listening to Meraki Mentors Podcast with Candace Howes. We're honored you chose to spend your time with us today. To learn more about today's guest or the podcast, visit Podcast.com.
1: Don't forget to create and connect.